Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis Dahl and we are at episode number 38. And I'm Barbara Wojan, still getting along and still live. Actually, we're not live, but we're going to be live in January, so join us. You are always surprised that we're still getting along. Are we expecting a uh, <laughs> for someone to just you know, freak out one day and just be over it? Or Yeah, that, that's probably going to be me and not you, but no, I'm not surprised. I'm just happy. I'm happy that I get to dedicate the afternoon to the podcast. There's nothing more that I enjoy. So Get you out of the lab business for a minute to talk about the lab business. Yeah, I was QCing two carts of work when you texted me and I said, shit, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> I'm tired of looking at contacts. Stepped away from crowns and joining the podcast. When you check contacts, do you do the hold it up, squint into the light or the finger over the crown to create a shadow? Actually, I do both, to be honest do with you. you. I don't do, I don't really dig looking up into the light. My dad didn't teach me that way. He taught yeah. me to look for from the lingual. I mean, on the solid model, if the lingual was closed, look at it that way. So if it's not closed, then I kind of just use my finger and then I put contact tape in it. I've got like four yeah. different things that I do. Because he always, always would adjust my contacts. I would think that something would be freaking perfect, bring it over to my father, ready to go, and he would adjust my contacts. And so you know what's funny? My son sits next to me, and I do the same damn thing to him. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little hereditary uh, dental technology for you. I do the same thing. Every technician has to touch it. It doesn't matter if it's mm -hmm. good or right or done or they have to touch it. Yep. So I hope everyone is enjoying their super busy holiday rush right now. I'll repeat it again. It's supposed to be the holiday season, but in the dental laboratory industry, it's, it's tough, very man. tough. We work our asses off anyways, but come December, you got to jump through hoops and run circles around things. We're working this weekend and it's just, yeah. it's tough. We're a hardworking group of people, technicians. It's crazy. Every year we rush. I mean, everybody needs it by Christmas. Everybody, everybody, everybody. But this year we've had an amazing amount of implant crowns needed by Christmas, which tells me <laughs> that four, six, eight months ago, these people pre-planned the rushes by getting implants. I just, oh I just God. find it crazy. It's like it lined up just perfect that you're ready to restore December 10th. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a lot of money for them. That's a lot of Christmas money, so it doesn't surprise I me. I hear you. You know what I mean? I hear you. Hey, we do what we can. Yeah, we're busy in every area. It's nuts. I'll be working on Sunday. Are you really? I'm the guy that makes promises that other people have to keep. So i like, yeah, sure, we can get it done. And then three people about it. I understand. We do what we do. Yep. It's fireball season, to be honest with you folks. I don't know if you know anything about me, but I do enjoy a shot of fireball. And um, you just have to have it during December. And uh, with the fireball, sometimes you get two or three contacts on every side. Pretty <laughs> no, I only do it after five. However, it probably would make the day go a little smoother, but I'd probably end up killing somebody. So that's never. <laughs> so, you, what do you guys do for gifts for offices for Christmas? Do you guys give out candy or do you do anything? 
We give out candy in every case, which is kind of an oxymoron since we're dental technicians yeah. fixing teeth. But um, during the holidays, I usually do wine and cheese baskets. Um, sometimes just wine. Local clients get, uh, one of my docs gets Knob Creek. Um, it just depends. Um, we do top 20. Yeah. Uh, top 20, top 50, and then they get, you know, different levels of gifts. But usually top five, I spend a couple, two, three hundred bucks on and get them something really nice because that's that's the folks that are spending a fair amount of money with us. Sure. And I'd like to say thank you. Uh, we just had a doctor come by yesterday that brought us cheesecake and cannoli cake, and he brought us each a bottle Ooh. of wine. And I was like, wow, that's pretty sweet. It's pretty nice to get appreciated by your clients. Is that account going to get moved up to the top five next year? Cause he- yeah. No, he actually does it every single year, and he's a really great does client. Does he? And he just sends a lot of love our way. So I pull everybody up front, and we all say thank you, and we all eat cake together. It's pretty neat do it every year we have an account where the lady working the front desk would actually bake us cookies every year and this is the first year that we're not getting it because the doctor retired and uh, they're not doing it anymore and i miss those cookies they are quite delish we have somebody that makes us kalua so we do a little shot Whoa. on christmas eve however we're not working christmas eve this year thank god it's the first year we have ever taken christmas eve off in this company that i can recall yeah you made an executive decision. You talked about it. Yeah, good for you. Probably going to um, be shoved right up my you-know-what, but I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> I got mugs made with our logo on it this year. We gave mugs out to everybody. Awesome. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, we usually do just chocolate. Yeah. But I felt like I wanted to do something that would be a little self-branding, a little advertisement on the sides. Maybe you should put voices on the bench on the side of those cups. <laughs> I'm sure the owner would appreciate that. I know he would not, but you could do it anyways. Put it on the inside at the bottom so when they get done drinking, you're staring right at it. <laughs> we are starting off a new interview today with a couple that found a way to work together and live together. The Wunche family has found a nice balance in their lives to make it work. You know, could you work with your spouse? Alex and Danielle Wunche are well known in our industry, mostly for the knowledge that they give back. These two run a successful boutique lab in Miami, travel a lot, and somehow manage to stay married. And when talking with them, they really seem to be in sync. So join us as we chat with Alex and Danielle Wunche. Voices from the Bench the interview. I want to thank Alex and Danielle. How do you pronounce your last name? Man, I need to listen to this. Oh, you don't know how to pronounce it either? Also, no, I think I pronounce it right. And whatever I say to Germans, and they're like, oh, how, what's your last name? You know, and, I, and so I say it, they're like, what? That's not how you say it. Well, now the question is, do you want to try it first three times, or should I tell you? Yeah, tell them. <laughs> okay. Let me just tell you, you have to tell him five times because he's going to say it doesn't work. Up, so. I still mess it up. I'm terrible with names. Oh, God. Horrible. It's not Wunchki, and it's not Wunch. And then as long as you don't do any of those two, then I think it's okay. What yeah. if I do uh, Woosh? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually very it's actually very easy. You 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 say it as you read it. It's Wunche. Wunche. That's actually perfect, obviously. Wunche. Okay. Yeah. I like right. that. So Thank re- you. remember at seven twenty I said it right. So I'll just take that clip and just edit it into every other time I mess it up. So <laughs> that'll work. Wunche. Wunche. Right? Wunche. Wunche. Alex and Danielle 
Wuche from Zon Technique for joining us this evening. This is actually a rare evening recording. It's kind of different for Barb and I, but it's I think it's going to be good. How are you guys today? We're well, thank you. How Fantastic. are you? Doing wonderful. This podcast is all about great people in our industry. And Alex, I see you speak everywhere, and I think you travel probably more than you're at home, I imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> and as we were talking before we started recording, last lab day, Alex, you were speaking 13 times in Chicago, which is just sick, if you it's ask. probably me. a record. <laughs> I try not even to talk to 13 people in general, so <laughs> I find that great. <laughs> Tell us the story. I know you kind of go into it a little bit when you're on stage speaking, but how did you get into this? How did you end up a dental technician? How did I end up as a dental technician? Yeah. Um, I was growing up in a dental family, you know, so my my grandfather in Germany, he used to be a dental technician and a dentist. And um, then my dad and my uncles, they're all dentists. And one of my uncles is a dental technician. So we have nothing else in our family than, than teeth people or tooth people. Wow. And so what should I do? I mean, I was running through the lab or through the practice of my dad or lab or my uncle, basically, and then was already smelling the monomer dust around me and inside. I was three years old. So that I think explains a lot. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and I was growing up in, in that family and um, I'm, Literally had my own lap bench when I was four or five years old already. Wow! I to play with wax and play with acrylic and plastic and denture teeth and my handpiece and so on. So yeah, I was growing up there, and then I started uh, doing my 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 jobs with the school breaks in my uncle's lab to earn some money neck on on the side as a student. And then I was finishing high school. And after I started my, my dental education in Germany, which is quite different than in the States, um, we have a four-year curriculum in Germany, which goes back and forth between school and laboratory. Um, and then after these four years, you basically have your, your CBT, your German CBT. Mm-hmm. Um, you have well-based knowledge about literally everything in dental technology. I'm not saying you are a professional then because you still have to learn and I still learn every day a lot. But um, back then, it definitely was was nice to know about all different materials, all different techniques, and and, and all this stuff. So you you're well based basically, and then you start actually working in the laboratory every day. I was working with my uncle for a couple, I would say, almost a year still. And then I made my kind of my round over the years through different laboratories in the area. Every laboratory with a different specialty. Uh, before I opened my own laboratory in Germany. So you were basically a little lab rat like me, huh? So everybody that you knew in your family, and so you were always there when you were young and you were playing with wax, and that's uh, similar. It's funny when we do these podcasts and we ask that question, we ask it to pretty much everybody, and everybody that we've asked that question to has either had an uncle or a family member or, or something like that where they, you know, got drawn into, you know, the skill of dental laboratory technology. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of why I grew into it. it. It's true because you have to imagine our industry is so small. It's such a niche industry. Many, many people out there, they have nothing to do with teeth. Mm-hmm. They don't even know us. They don't even know that profession. So um, I think that's the reason why most of the people that are working in our profession are some kind of related in the family or so to that. Yeah. 
Well, there are a few of us that fell into it without <laughs> knowing anything about it. And I'm still falling, but I'm in it. Yeah, we all in a free fall sometimes. I agree. <laughs> I'm still in the laboratory working. <laughs> did you always do fixed or did you ever do any removable work? No, I'm, I'm a dental technician. And that's why I'm, I'm very, very picky with that. I'm not a ceramist. I'm not a dental technician. I'm a dental technician. It means I, I like to do everything and I, I do everything. From, from from the beginning of my career, actually, I never was just a fixed guy or a movable guy. I did always everything. And that is something I think which is more and more important to, to point out and also to teach young technicians because of our industry changing now. It's more and more important that you don't just focus on one specialty. Um, I agree that when you pick a specialty, you just can be really good at, at, at something or one thing. And not a lot of people can be really good at everything. But if you look at our profession, um, I think it is just one thing. And we're doing teeth and we give people smile and give people quality of life back. And I think that's the most important thing we can actually do and we get rewarded for. But to do that, we have to know actually all different specialties and feel comfortable to do everything. That's kind of how I see my personal position. Mm -hmm. So I like to do a denture setup the same way I like to do a 20-unit veneer case layering on, on a Sunday afternoon <sighs> with uh, coffee, <laughs> to be very honest. Uh-huh. And um, it's nice. It's a piece of art what you do there. So I enjoy that as well as uh, setting up a denture. That's a great perspective. I love that. One that I respect, you know, because I consider myself a dental technician, but my skill level is basically in ceramics. I never learned um, removable. I never learned how to set teeth. So... Uh, I really think that's cool perspective, and I've always wanted to do removable, but I never really uh, had the opportunity. So, and I'm there on Sundays, right with you. It's quiet. You can think, and you can create, and it's probably my most favorite day to go into work. Yeah, I agree. Or or the water to go surfing. Yeah, you know, I know Danielle's probably like, oh, we got to go to the lab again, but you get. Some- Sunday. <laughs> nobody's asking you questions nobody's bothering you you can just sit down and do your thing and you know sometimes that's very therapeutic even though you travel a lot and you guys are really busy you know i i echo that so well, i have to confess i don't always come to the lab with him on the sun good call <laughs> the time that i get to binge watch and all those shows that like he hates to watch there like, you go or something yep <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, see ya. I got four hours to myself or five hours to myself. Enjoy your day, dear. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm not spending every Sunday in the lab, I have to also admit. So there are also things in life that are more important. Yes, Absolutely. I see you guys uh, paddle boarding and I see you guys surfing and I see you guys doing all kinds of fun things together. So yeah, I would agree. You got to have balance. It's very important in our industry hear the dog in the background as well but lucky he's like a really big part of zon technique and and just us and our life in general so he was just in the back welcoming people who were walking by (laughs) my two puppies are sleeping right now and i'm locked in my bedroom so you can't hear them so i'm a dog person as well i love my animals and elvis is a animal rescue advocate so oh yeah yep three dogs and two cats right now (laughs) oh cool that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. This dog was roaming the street in Miami, and luckily um, we picked him up and nobody claimed him. He had multiple owners, and they said, nope, don't want him, don't want him. He's the cutest little boy. That's cool. So, 
Yeah, when we have like shade patients who come by the laboratory, they just love to see this little dog welcome them. So that's cool. Oh, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to what we're here to do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex, you left off. You opened up your own lab in Germany. What was the name of that lab? Creative. Mm. Creative. How long did you run that for? We're on seven years. Mm. How did you move here? Give us that. So you were there for seven years. You opened your own lab. How did you make your way to Miami? I, I always wanted to live in the States. I just fell in love with the United States early on when I was kind of my teens and um, as a teenager, basically. And then I started always saving money up over the year, having five, six different jobs just to get enough money to spend the summer here, most of in California. Mm. And um to enjoy life in, in the States and go surfing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at some point in, in Germany, I was never really happy in Germany. Kind of it was a fulfilling for me to live there. I'm not saying everything is bad there. Just the personality of, of, of the whole situation of the people, of everything. It, it was not my, my cup of tea. So I always wanted to live here. And so I mean, I had my lab in Germany, basically. I was a little bit bonded into that. So I made my business, and then at some point in 2008, I was on a trip in Florida. I went to the Orlando FDLA show, ah. and I saw basically my scanner sitting there. So, <laughs> well, man, this this piece of equipment. So I had the same in Germany, and I was talked to to Densply back then, and they said, "Yeah, we have it here, and we mill the crowns and stuff." And that was far a better price than I got in Germany for my milling center. So I started actually huh. then milling in or designing towns copings in Germany and let them mill in York in, in Pennsylvania with uh, Densply and shipped them back to Germany and actually took care for all my friends. Uh, they all have had labs in South Germany and made a good business out of that for, for I would say around a year until the price dropped in Germany drastically. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that helped me basically to coming over to the United States and started then slowly my own business here. And then let's say after a good six months, eight months, the previous owner of Design Technique, he called me and said, well, Alex, are you still here? I said, yeah, well, let's get together. So we met up and then he offered me a position here at Design Technique um, as a production manager. Mm. So I started then in the laboratory here at Design Technique as a production manager. He wanted, he was kind of in an age kind of transitioning to retire. He wanted to take more off. And um, so that was perfect for me as I started working here every day, every day, every, every day longer and longer, of course. You know how that works? Yeah. Yeah. I met then Danielle actually after two years working there. And um, in 2014, Danielle and me took the lab over together. The previous owner retired. And um, one year later, we moved to the new location here. And that's where we are right now and sitting with you guys and chatting. So you guys met at the nice. lab. That's great. That was one of our uh, questions. So that's where you guys met, huh? No, we didn't meet at the lab, actually. We, we met at a dental meeting. Um, so I don't know if you want to introduce that a little bit. It's <laughs> <laughs> more fun than you guys. Oh, really? <laughs> You're a better storyteller than I am. Um, I think it kind of goes back to wine bar. <laughs> Everything points oh, nice. back to wine. That's a beautiful yeah, thing. <laughs> back to wine. Yes. <laughs> well, I was working at Biomet Free Eye at the time. I was a product manager there. So I was in dental um, already. And I had a friend that was working for Amon um, or if you just say a, a dental company. And so 
she had invited me to a presentation that she was giving and it was to dental laboratories. And it turned out that that day of the presentation, there were a lot of people who had canceled. So it was really late on attendance and she already, already had the food and beverage count in. So I was on my way to the gym. I like was just not feeling like going that day. <laughs> so we were talking and she's like, well, you know, I can use a couple of people in the audience if you want to come. And I'm like, I think I can do that. So I turned around, I went down to West Palm Beach and went to the hotel for the meeting and I walked in. I knew she worked for a German company and obviously I wasn't there for dental. I was really there for the food and the wine. <laughs> yeah. So as I walked in, there was this German guy who walked up to me and I was pretty certain that he worked for the company. So he introduced himself. Yeah. And I said, hi, I'm Danielle. And then I really didn't want to like explain why I was there. And so I was like, okay. And I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And that was him, right? I'm assuming that was Alex. He was the German guy. Yes, I, German I, guy. I never had that experience that I got dropped so fast. <laughs> yeah. She's like, hello. Nice goodbye. first impression. <laughs> yeah. Funny, I mean, I hear now when he tells the story, his friend and colleague that he was standing with that night, he had turned to him and he said, you know, I'm going to marry that girl. Come on. Aw, like, that's freaking cool. Talk to my friends, say, you know what? I marry her. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's super cool wow that's a great story yeah so um yeah i mean it was definitely kind of that's when it all started and it kind of everything aligned really it was kind of by happen chance that we met we had similar friends but we just never had met each other mm -hmm. so then we were dating and we got engaged and we ended up getting engaged and wait, married i think and purchasing the laboratory like all in the same month i think holy and moly Oh, no stress, right? Yeah. Wow. And moving. So it was just a lot, but it was excellent because I love working with Alex. I love working with my partner. Prior to that, I spent so many hours working at corporate and getting home late. And by the time I'd be able to see or speak to Alex, it was just, you know, after nine or something. And I just felt like we really didn't have time for each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I probably work maybe more hours than I did before, but I'm here with Alex. I'm here with Lucky. We're doing it for the family and for our future. So when I leave at the end of every day and I drive home, like I have a smile on my face. I feel great. Uh, I think that makes a big difference. It is a big difference. And yeah, absolutely. Like when I worked at corporate before, I was working on product of like launching products mm -hmm. to the market, but I really wasn't able to see how it touched the patient. Yeah. It was launching, talking to the sales reps and getting the feedback. I love seeing patients walk in. I love hearing their stories. I love getting the communication after they receive their new teeth and they're so happy about it and just hearing how it changed their life. I didn't really get that before. So it's very cool. I can definitely tell you get it now because you just sound so passionate and happy when you talk like that. And I I'm so grateful personally for what I do every day. And it's just, it's, it's really gratifying to see you bring happiness to people's lives and you get pictures of them and you see their faces transform and the brightness in their eyes. And it's like, there's nothing like what we do. So I, I completely agree with you and echo what you're saying. And, and I find that as well. Awesome. So Danielle, what do you do in the lab? I mean, if you come from a Biomet 3i background, 
implants? Is that where your specialty lies? Yeah, so it, it was funny. Like back in the Biomet 3i world, because that's all we did. We focused on implants. It was almost like, what? You know, restore the tooth? Just take it out and put an implant in. And that's <laughs> like, that was the solution to everything. So it really is different now. Being in the laboratory, um, the biggest difference is I worked for a company with like several hundred people. So we had teams and we had just support of all different nature to help you get that task or the job done. Now working here with 12 people, yes, we have a team, but my team is a lot smaller. And when it comes to getting certain things done, there's many times where it's just me. So that was the biggest change. Things like HR, um, 12 people doesn't sound like a lot. um, No, it's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like a small to medium sized laboratory. Yes, you do understand it is a lot. I, when I can get into it, definitely still try to do my marketing, whether it's social media or in other channels, um, we still focus on that. I'm now working a little bit with CAD CAM a little bit. Um, I do have this new love for 3D printing. Me too. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah I'm, yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm at our printer quite often. <laughs> around and seeing what else I can do so well you guys have the um carbon 3d right yeah we definitely do yeah same yeah. here yeah they're amazing I, I have to give them a plug they're amazing I agree I mean it's amazing it was one of those things like we worked with a different printer before and it was a printer that a lot of people were buying for the laboratory and it was great for like the first six months and then everything just changed and it just would yeah print successfully so I'm just really happy to have something that works continuously. Alex has the cool shoes. I saw them at Lab Day. He does. I'm like really waiting for a way that I can. I know. I want to print myself some like um, the wedge sneakers that are like a little bit high heeled. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bit jealous that none of us girls got any shoes. It's all the males. So uh, I think you and I need to work on that. Just saying. We just have to design our own and then we'll print it. You're like, we're doing this and we're going to wear them in February and y'all can kiss our ass. So leave <laughs> me out, Elvis. Sorry. Yeah, I would like to have a little bit of pink in our shoes, though. Yes. <laughs> Especially it's October, breast cancer awareness. So I'm a pink girl as well. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm um, sorry to get off on a tangent. but definitely- No, you're fine. Yeah. I mean, in the laboratory, I'm not a technician, as I mentioned before. So. Um, I do work in front office more so, so I do have a team there. I will admit it's three of us in the front office. So I will kind of help on overflow, mm-hmm. intaking, uh, cases, billing, packing. As owners, and I think you know, like there's never any job too big or too small. No, no, yeah. no. To get it done. Yep, I agree. I unclogged a toilet the other day, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I know how that is. I do that yeah. too. Take out the trash, and I oh, also yeah. become like the IT person somehow. So I'm yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. You got sucked right into that. I'm sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No doubt. I don't do all this stuff. I just sit there and look cute. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's really good at saying, is Danielle there? Can Danielle do <laughs> Can you please go ask her? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? We talked to the Nas family and they're very similar. You know, they're a husband and wife team and, you yeah. know, she does the marketing and she does the Facebook and, you know, he does the technical and, you know, she takes care of the front office and it works really well. I mean, you have to have the yin to the yang and the two pieces that work together and 
you guys get along really well and you can both move each other forward, it's, you know, it's no wonder you guys are successful. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely a great combination. How do you guys not bring home the lab stress? That's what I would find difficult if I had to work with my wife, which I would never do. Find an answer, please share it with us. Oh, so it does come home. There oh, hell go. yeah, it comes home. Oh my God. I work with my son and there's days I come home and I'm just like, just turn it off. I don't want to talk about the lab. I don't want you to complain. I don't want to hear. I just, just please, I need a downtime. But so I can't imagine being married. So I'm hoping that you guys, uh, somehow you found the secret. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It's very difficult. I agree because we're driving usually in the morning together to work. So we have our first board meeting in the morning and mm-hmm. we have our last board meeting on the way home. But we do bring lab stress home, but we try to keep it to a minimum. And also we try to not have the word stress at home. We rather have kind of, we have talks about the lab. I mean, that's, sure. that's we cannot avoid that. It's impossible, I think. But um, we try to keep it to a minimum. And like, like Barb, you already said it, you see us on social media, we go paddleboarding, we go surfing or do something fun besides the lab. I think that's very, very important just to get a cut and uh, enjoy quality of life outside of your job. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a job life balance, what you have to find there. I think we found that pretty good. Even if you travel for, for speaking, for example, if we can make it together, we, we usually try to maybe stay a day longer somewhere just to make a city trip out of that and, and, and visit yeah. something visit family we have family in california daniela's from california so if you're speaking in los angeles or san diego out there we usually stay one or two days longer and just visit family and having some some downtime and fun time i think that's extremely important to do absolutely that's what a good friend always said to me he said you know our what we do is all consuming and um it's deadlines 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 and pressure and if you don't have balance, you know, you're just going to, you know, you're just going to crash and burn. And I've known a few people that have done that. And I really try, I run and I, you know, see family and, you know, I, I don't work with my spouse, but yeah, that's definitely the, one of the things that I've heard most is that you got to have a little bit of fun time and a little bit of balance. Also important is that our job is not like a banker or like a broker or a real estate agent or whatever we, I mean, most of us, I think, they do that job for long. We, we have a certain passion. Yeah, and for sure. Me, especially in, in kind of what's in a boutique lab, we're not just doing teeth. We're doing photos, photography. I'm, I'm, I'm a passionate photographer, for example. So we do. We have a photo studio in the lab where we do photos with our patients, photos for ourselves. But all the travel, I have my photo equipment always with me. So I, I enjoy that as well. So it kind of it carries over sometimes to different passions. And you enjoy that, and that's kind of also a certain downtime. Even if you're in, in your industry, in your business, you still have passion for something else. Yeah. Right. And I, I have a new obsession, actually. So um, I look forward to the end of every day so I can go home and jump on my computer because I've been really deep into genealogy, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I've been doing like several of the different DNA testing sites and getting all of my family to do it. So I've been finding new family members that we didn't even know and connecting with them all across the world. So I'm excited to just like get home and find out who else can I speak to and, and, and figure out how we're related. So it's always great to find a new passion outside of here. While this is our passion, 
like you mentioned, just to have balance with something else. Yeah, for some reason I chose podcasting. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> Back to dentistry. Yeah. <laughs> so Danielle, have you found out you're related to anybody famous yet? Um I did actually. Um I did and it's actually no, I won't. Um uh, <laughs> Alice, <laughs> Alice is sitting here saying don't tell it. Um, I actually, I can't. Um, I, I okay. close it, but I'm looking forward to it. There was a special on CNN a couple of years ago where they focused on certain people and kind of like that, you know, who I related to kind of those genealogy shows. And so they did have somebody that they focused on um, who didn't know that their family was. They were adopted. So it uh, turns out um, they're part of my family. So we haven't yet communicated. Wow. Yeah. So I'm really just waiting till I hear from that person. And hopefully one day I can really speak openly about it. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So Alex, when you're not speaking. We want to give a big thank you to Alex and Danielle. I have seen Alex speak at a few events. And I can tell you that if you have a chance to see him, check it out. It's some good stuff. He's actually got a hands-on course in Miami, January 12th, that looks interesting. I'll put a link to his course in this episode's show notes. Keep an eye out for an event near you. Alex will probably be there. He talks so much. So join us next week as we continue our conversation with the Woonchesses. That's hard to say with the plural. I bet it is. Plural. You can't really say much today. After you edit this out, you have like two minutes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but you have to be on my side of the computer. For every 30 minutes of podcasting, we have four hours of me saying stuff wrong. <laughs> and zero of me saying things wrong, except for an occasional cuss word. Yeah, we just bleep it. You know, something we haven't mentioned in a while, you can still buy a raffle ticket for the Harley Davidson that you can win next month. They'll be picking a winner at Visions 21, where Barb and I will be. Only $25 a ticket gets you a chance to win this motorcycle, donated by Ivaclar Bivident. Head over to dentallabfoundation.org to get yourself a ticket. How many tickets have you bought? I'm going to buy 100. Are you really? Hold on a minute. I'm not going to buy 100. I'm going to buy four. They're 25 bucks a piece, right? How much are they? Uh, actually, you get five for 100 bucks. So I'm going to get five. You know, we've noticed it's been a while since we've gotten a review. When you're done with this episode, no matter where you're listening to it, give us a rating. And if you want to be super nice, leave us a review. Or you can always drop us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and let us know what you like, what you don't like. Or if you just want to be on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Make sure you tell us exactly what you feel about us. If you do like us, if you don't like us, if you don't like my cussing, if you think we're boring, think we need to drink more, whatever. Just let us know. Also, if you're on Facebook, give our page a like. Help spread the word. All right, everyone. Appreciate it. Hang in there. The crazy end of the year rush is almost over, and we can all take a nice break. We'll see you next week. Bye. Stranger things have happened.